Hello? Hello? Wait. Wait. No, no, you go. This won't this work if we both talk, talk, talk at the same, same time. time. Actually, Actually, this, this kind of does because we can't even tell our voices, voices apart. apart. Let's do Let's this. All right, Charlie, how are you? Uh, hey, Joe, I'm good. How are you? I'm perfectly fine. I'm excited for the interview we have on, on this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a good one. We have a good yeah. one. Your, uh, your oh, friend uh, my from, buddy, from My buddy from college. Friends from college. Your college buddy. We were, we were in the same major, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in the podcast or in the, in the, okay. in the interview. But uh, yeah. the band's pilot on the ground. Right. Yeah, I'm so glad you got them on. Yeah, I was really happy. They have a great. show coming up, don't they? They have a show coming up on uh, Friday the 19th at the Grape Room. Yeah, we'll talk about that more in the, uh, in the podcast, though. Yeah, and they've got, some, they've got some great new music, and they're, you know, they're experienced musicians that are starting a new band, so it's really exciting. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how they couldn't be experienced musicians. No, it's not, it's not like their first band, though. It's, it's not their first go-around. Right, that's good. Speaking Wait, of last for... go-arounds, though... Oh no! Did oh, you, you hear? You segwayed perfectly. You perfectly into it. That's what I am—a human segway. A human segway. You see me? You no. see me carrying police officers through the mall. I'm a human segway. Yeah. People don't walk all over me; they ride all over me. I uh, guess I'm a human segway. They rock and roll all over me. They lean on me, and I just keep going. I guess I'm a human segway. <laughs> um. Um, what, so let's go back. Let's uh, actually segue correctly. Yeah, they, they roll backward and then they kind of like lurch forward. Right, like the J train. Yeah. Hey, um, MTA's trying, dude. They're trying. It's not perfect. Uh, not hard enough, though. Do you listen to Freakonomics? They're trying. Yeah. What, the Fast Forward program? What? The Fast Forward program? Yeah, something like that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Why? It sounds quick. Fast forward. It is, it is. Hey, what was that uh, segue you had earlier? Oh, yeah, there's Philadelphia venues closing. Oh, uh, no, not one venue closing. Two venues closing. What? Is there anything left in Philly? Yeah, there's like 30 other venues, but still. Oh, oh, oh good, oh, good, okay. But these are venues I frequented. Even you've been to them. I know. I well, know. Well, even I've been to one. You haven't been to the one. No, I've been to one. Even you've been to half of them. <laughs> So, what's the first one that you know of? I mean, I want to talk about the Trocadero. All right. They have shows going on till the end of the year. They do? I think so. I saw the website, or maybe they was, everything was getting pushed. I don't, I don't actually okay, know when, when they're closing. Hold on. We have technology. We have technology. The last show, it looks like they booked us for March 31st. <laughs> March 31st? March 31st? Meaning that they're closed. Oh, no, we missed them. This makes it all the sadder. Yeah. Well, speaking of venues that aren't closed, in Maniunk on the Grape Room on 419, catch our friends, Pilot on the Ground. Right. But you know where Pilot on the Ground's not going to get to play? Where? The 
Trocadero. Oh, no. I was just there. Have we talked about HQ on this podcast? The mobile game show where um, you win money and answer questions on your phone? Wow. What they do? Send you something? Do they sponsor us? Can you sponsor us? I'm, I'll make a Should vine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a vine. It's from uh, a guy. Vine is dead. Well, vine, Joel, vine is dead. Just like the Trocadero. Oh, no. Bringing it back. Okay. I saw anyway, Scott Rogalski at the Trocadero. Scott Rogalski. Scott Rogalski. And don't forget who we yeah. saw there together. Mark Marin. And we met him. With, mus- with musical guest, the Trocadero. The Troc. The Troc yeah. Docs. Wait, who, who, wait, who would the Trocadero's house band be? The, the, the Troc Docs. The Troc Docs, yeah. The, uh. The Chocolate Thunder. No, the. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Trocodiles. What'd you say? The Trocodile. Um, the Trocodile. Trocodile and Trocodile and the Philly. Yeah, and there's a little and there's a little alley next way that could they could be the alligators. The alley, the, the Trocodiles and the alligators. And the alligators. Now listen. Now listen. Here's my experience of the Trocadero. We go ahead. We were traveling. We we had just been in California and we saw Mark Marin at his home club, the Comedy Store. Love that place. And uh, we stayed. And, you Funches know, is uh, there all the time. Yeah, we fell asleep just like half the other audience. Well, uh, it, well, it was. Well, in our defense, it was three in the morning. It was three in the morning. Right, in our defense. Um, so uh, that's where we. They don't were, let you leave. They don't. They, they don't let you leave there. Oh no, they won't. They won't tell you to go. You're good. They uh no, but I'm like not kick you out. yeah, but the comics talk to you as you're leaving. Where are you going? Yeah. But it's like, it's four in the morning, dude. It's, I gotta go home. Yeah. Anyway, that's where, that's where I, and so we saw it in there, and then we flew, when we flew back. On a Friday. On a Friday, that night, we had tickets to San in Philadelphia. Yeah, so he might have been on our flight for all we know. Right, my plane was mad delayed. You had a different plane than I was on. Remember how we flew? Half of us on one plane, you half of us on the other plane. All standby, baby. How many more hours did you spend in LAX? About four. You sat there for four hours while I was sitting. Yeah. While I was on the plane for six hours. Well, yeah. Five hours. They 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 fly faster because they have, they have to go to the bathroom. But right, right, <laughs> right. But that's yeah, crazy. Back when I, yeah, this was back when I um, had the willpower to wait for them. Right, and I think that's why you lost it. Right. Right, that's my. But the Trocadero was a great venue. It, um, you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember it? Like you, you walk in, you walk in. The and whole then, thing's a bar. Right, but there's that. But but like even before you walk in off the street, and it's like right near Chinatown. It's like right right near Race it, Street in Philadelphia. It, it is Chinatown. And so you walk in, and there's that little ticket booth in the lobby, and then you go past that ticket booth, and it kind of opens up, and like there's bathrooms on the right, and there's a coat check. And then there's the double, triple doors or whatever, quadruple doors or whatever. And you yeah, walk. you know, it was built in the, in 1870. You know what it used to be? They used to do uh, they used to do burlesque there. Can we say it? A whorehouse. I just said no. It wasn't a whorehouse. They uh, did they they did burlesque shows there. Oh, burlesque! A vaudeville burlesque. Yeah, house. it was a vaudeville burlesque type venue. And that was most of the 20th century. But then I believe it closed. But then didn't it close down? Um, or did it, it, it repurposed into a, into a music venue? Well, yeah, yeah, when they repurposed it from uh, got a the great, next place. Got a great stage there, you know? Yeah, it's got a, 
got a big, uh, it's got a, like, a well-known path. So you walk through the doors, there's two, there's a bar right. on either side, grab your drinks, and then there's, well, they usually set up chairs. I think for Mark Maron and for Scott, they had chairs set up. It's an open, mm-hmm. it's an open style, so those chairs can be removed, and it could be standing yeah. room everywhere. But they had chairs set up, and you, you sit down in the chairs, and you see whatever's happening on stage. Holt's You've been there. You've been there more than me? Uh, I've actually been there twice. How many people would you say it holds? Well, I was there for two different things. My guess, right. my guess is that it holds 800. 800. Is that wrong? Yeah. Is it only 400? No, it's 1,200. Uh-huh. You're going so the wrong way. It has a capacity for 1,200 general admission. Was I wrong, or was I two-thirds right one of the time and one-thirds right the other time? For a total of three-thirds, or perfectly one. You didn't let me finish. I was I was adding them. You didn't, you didn't let me, I was going to say 800 right, 400 right, then the answer must be 1,200. And that was the moment everybody turned off our podcast. Because they realized I was a genius? Because I'm a genius? They, they heard math and they left. But I made math funny. Like Schoolhouse Rock. Well... Uh, you said one-third? Yeah. Three is the magic number. But one's the loneliest number. Okay. Getting back to the <laughs> Trocadero. Alright, so uh, I was there I was there for a I Love the 90s party. Now, we, neither one of us seemed to have gone there for music, which is what it became. Up, 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 up. What did I just say? You had to you listen. You said you went there you for I Love the 90s. Hey, homie, you got to listen. I just said I was there for an I Love the 90s party. Right. So what do they, what does that party love about the 90s? You know, just a year. Not, day. and it's not Rugrats. It's 90s no, music. 90s music, ah. So I was there when there were no seats and everyone was standing around and there was a cover band doing 90s cover songs. That's general admission. Correct, and that's music. <laughs> That was 1,200 people. So there was a concert going on, and it was 90s music from a nice cover band. It was pretty fun. And it's a nice space. The whole bottom floor is basically a general admission. Can you get up to the top floor? Can you get up there? Yeah, and then there's that... We never went up there, I don't think. No. But there's that top... Oh, the stairs. I remember. The stairs are in the the foyer area. There's another level. You go upstairs, and there's like a balcony. That's where those people that I forgot to account for are. And it's a small, tight venue. Yeah, it used to it used to be a it used to be for burlesque. It's really well, right. It used to be actually. What did it say here? It used to be for um, uh, like a grind. What does it say? Grind and bump, gr- bump and grind fifties act. Uh huh. Well, I was right earlier. Yeah, so. And I said four. Well, it's not your father's Trocadero, I'll tell you that much. Um, it might be my father's Trocadero. So you're saying they're closing because they broke away from their strip tease days? They want I'm saying they're closing because they're going out of business. <laughs> Apparently they owe money. $35,000 in taxes or something like that? Yeah, can't be, compete with the Met. Well, no. The Mets... Uh, um, that... I guess I guess that's true. I didn't think about that. I guess the Met will put will put places out of business. 
that majestic wow factor. Yeah. I guess the Met will put, put, put places out of business. Yeah, anywhere. Because, you know, there's another place closing. What? With not a story to past. Don't do it to me. Festival Pier. Oh. Um, no, I've never been there. You say, oh, like you've ever been there, but I've been there 15 times already. Oh, no. 15 times? It's a, it's a guesstimate. It's where Radio 104.5, hey, Radio, sponsor us, Radio 104.5. It's, it's where they put on a lot of their summer concerts. They're like block party or their summer, their summer concerts. They're all there. Oh man. And what's going up in its place? Apartments, I think. Oh no, corporate. 550 units of rental housing. Ugh. And 30,000 square feet it's gonna of f- retail. <laughs> it's gonna fall into the water. Oh my god, it's gonna sink like New York from all the buildings. Is that what happened? No, that's not how. Oh wow! I thought Manhattan was ten to thir- ten to fifteen feet lower because the buildings weigh on it. Oh, it's thinking, but what they won't tell you is that it's because of the building. <laughs> oh, it's thinking, but what they won't tell you is when. Is when and how long? Hope you live on floor six. <laughs> so there's no, there's no. Everybody, what do they recommend? everybody has to move out of the first floor. Okay, excuse me, getting in the elevator. <laughs> Going up? Yeah. Man, this is a shame. So Festival Festival Pier, you walk in, completely open, right across from another defunct place called Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. Right off of Front Street. Front Street and, I guess, Delaware Avenue. Columbus Boulevard. Yeah, what's that? What's that? Fishtown? Uh, it's close to Northern Liberties. Liberties, yeah. It's really close to Sugar House Casino. Is it? Yeah. Sugar House. Really close. Philly loves a winner. Another person mm. just hit it big at Sugar House Casino. When you're in there, that's the thing that, okay. But, um, but it's, it's really close to there. Um, other venues in that area are like the Fillmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, Punchline for all, for all your comedy needs. Mm-hmm. Those are also in that area. But, but I like Festival Pier. You know, Radio 145, they always set up their big, they have a big uh, open space where they set up the stage and they have these tents and they have food trucks and they have, they that have like a real time. Yeah. And, it, and, and so the whole, there's like a whole matted down, uh, it's rubber flooring that they put down. I've been right. there a bunch. I, I saw, tried to see Marshmallow there. You know, the DJ Marshmallow? Um, so, no, uh, but I recently bought some Marshmallow. Nothing feels like home. That's okay. I saw, I saw him in Vegas, but um. Who sings that? Marshmallow. Let's keep it that way. Well, he doesn't have to sing it. He plays where the beat goes. You'll have to hear it, but the. Who programs that in the computer? You know, DJs are programming, are writing code. Okay, but anyway, um, Marshmallow. But yeah, so I tried to see him there, but it was in, it was in the rain, and and he was a twenty minute concert. And he was, and he was soggy. Yeah, go on. Yeah, he was melting. But I saw other concerts that I saw that weren't Radio 1 for 5. I saw The Offspring there with 311. Mm. I saw The Offspring at the pier. Is that, is that your Offspring Is that your offspring impression? Uh, it, it wasn't good. I tried something. Well, you tried something. No, so that's your, that's your impression of The Offspring? Right. Well, that was, that was so good, but don't worry. I'll be able to keep them separated. 
Nailed uh-huh. it. Nailed it. Right. Nailed it. Check and mate. Well, listen, we, well, we, we cannot uh, confirm nor deny that the reason they're closing is because they had the offspring. It's probably not. I love the offspring. It's probably not. Cannot confirm nor deny it. It's probably because, I don't know, tickets... Well, I, we, I went there for a lot of free concerts, so maybe that's the reason they're closing. Mm, maybe they gotta start charging. I've probably, paid, I've probably paid $5 a show overall if you tally up all the total money I've paid divided by the number of shows. It's probably mm-hmm. not a lot. Um, Excuse me, Festival Pier? Ever heard of a business model? <laughs> so there's sand on the ground everywhere else that this, that this rubber matting floor in front of the stage isn't. Gross. So I don't know how these retail spaces are going to have sand as their floor. but going to be a lot of beach. Yeah, not to mention it's on thrift boogie boards. Gonna be a lot of boogie boards, sunscreen, those little little, uh, shells inside of glasses that are filled with sand. Yeah, shot glasses with your name with your name on it. Little knickknacks, sharp teeth. And I have to buy and I have to buy a Joe because they don't have a Joel. Right, and you can buy a Charles. You can buy a Charles. I have to buy a Charles because they don't have a Charles. Right. Um, I've been, we've been down that road. That's for another time. On my first time on Rodeo Drive. Now we're back in California? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it's crazy. It's cause I, I don't know where they're gonna have, I, I, don't, I don't know where they're gonna have all these, all these concerts. I don't know if they're having them this year. They used to have these summer shows where they don't want five did. I gotta, I gotta mm-hmm. keep everybody posted. I, I, I don't know where they're gonna have all these shows now. I don't know much of the history of the festival pier, but other than that, it doesn't really get much use. Do you know anything well, about it? Oh, hold on. Do I know about it? Oh, hold on. Do I know about it? Am I sitting in front of a computer? You don't know um, look it up? I don't know. I think I'm going to... I don't think this article is the right article. Oh, well. Hold on. Stand by. Am I me, sitting in front of my computer? Let me... Uh, Here we go. Here we go. You got Found it? it? I got it. Enlighten me. Days after the news that the Trocadero would close. Oh, here we go. Live Nation said that Festival Pier... Classic article. ...may, in fact, be gone for good, too. Oh, no. Oh, it, you know, it's had, it's had the Roots picnic for the last 11 years. We are the Roots crew. With Questlove? Boy, I guess it's true what the Roots said. Things fall apart. Ah, oh, there it is, there it is. This venue is coming... Undone. Oh wait! Boom. The, the pier, the the the, the pier is actually um, uh, Jeff Gordon. You know the president of Live, the regional president of Live Nation. Uh, I don't know him. He's pers- actually saying. I don't know him personally actually, yet. Right. But. Right. You don't know him personally. He's actually saying that the pier is um is like teaching a degree and taking a sabbatical. Oh, interesting. Interesting. What's it? What's it? What's what? What is it? What is it? Uh, what's its area of study? I don't know. The rest of the article says that the word "sabbatical" is misleading because the venue is no more. <laughs> people were um, people were coming up to the venue and um, demanding that it close. Yes or no? Yeah, and they're saying it's real estate development. So people, people, people were. You just play play along with this bit here. People were uh, coming up to it and just and just asking it to close. Right. 
Oh, so it was subject to peer pressure. The long pause. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's a long pause. Uh -huh. What a what a payoff that bit was, though, wasn't it? Mm. Let's long way around. It, it, it feels like we fell off a pier. It really does. At any speed, you hit the water. Halfway concrete, baby. Oh yeah. At that speed, man. At that speed, two what miles, a real two miles an hour. Two miles. What a real blow to the Philly music scene. It, it's a big change for me, and I'll, I'll have to let you know how it goes because I, I have been to Trafalgar, not not with any regularity, but Festival Pier yeah. with a lot of regularity every year. Yeah, I can tell you about one more closing that happened up here, up in the New York area, the Greater New York area. Yeah, the Greater New York area, and it doesn't have to do with um, uh, music. Huh? What is it? Got to do with with comedy. Oh, no, not New York stand-up. Sometimes, yeah. The up, you know, the Upright Citizens Brigade? The UCB, can't forget it. UCB. The East Village location. Now, you've never been. I've been to the East Village. You've been to the East Village, but you've never been to the UCB East. No. I've been. Okay. And now no one can go. They closed it. Oh, no. Was and that home? was all fine. Was it home to Big Axe? Yeah, it was home to really popular shows. It was home to their, uh, their, uh, some of their performing improv teams. Really? Yeah. Wow. Improv night was held there. I believe a night called, uh, Harold Night was held there. Harold Night. Right. And then they had Leonard Night, and they had Victor Night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, now, um, <laughs> and what? What they've done, though, is they haven't, like, you know, they didn't get rid of it for good. They, they got rid of it. So I know they didn't do a controlled demolition of the building? They didn't do a controlled demolition. It's still up. They also didn't do a controlled demolition of their programming. They, they moved their shows over to another venue called Subculture. Subculture. Never uh, heard of it. The move, what the move allows them to do is continue to offer this second venue for their performers and audience, um, um, and to keep their shows going. Because there's like weekly improv shows that happen there, and weekly stand-up, and it all happens there. Subculture, yeah, you've never heard of it? No. Well, I know, I know huh. the actual subculture, but I don't know of the venue called subculture. Not many people have. Uh, what it is, is um, and if you go to subculture in New York, you can say it, but... It's on Bleecker Street, so it is, uh. Okay, I know the area. Right it's kind of right, right in the heart of, uh. Comedy Row there. What? Comedy Row there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of right in the heart of, uh. Yeah, it's very close to Comedy Zone. And, um. What's the. Yeah, it's like, moving to a place called Subculture, and what right. this place is, is it's a theater. Okay. And, um, right now, they're gonna operate out of it for three nights a week. Huh. And what does that, right. what does that mean for you? Nothing for me, but if I wanted to do a, go to a show or do a show, that be easier for you to get there. Yeah, it is easier for me to get there. And that's actually a nice stage. I mean, come on, we talked about it before. It's like right over the bridge, dude. Yeah. You're getting off at yeah, a train stop, a couple train stops before. It's actually a nice 
mistake. I mean, if you ever wanted to do one of these podcasts live. Uh-huh. I would like to do one of these podcasts live. We can maybe do it there. How much does that? Well, we'll talk, we'll talk outside. We gotta talk that out, yeah. Nice. Anyway, that's the news on closings up here. Alright. Well, this yeah. has, this has kind of turned into a, into like an episode. Yeah. But, 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 uh, and let's not make it turn into any further episode. Let's just say that, uh, speaking of closing, something that's not closing is, uh. <laughs> it's the one in Manion called the Grape Room. Oh yeah, the Grape Room. I did improv there. We did improv there, remember? We went, Mom and I drove down, and we parked, and we didn't know where to park, but we found a spot, and we went to, and you did improv at the Grape Room, and I had two Coronas. Right. Right, yeah, you had two Coronas. And we watched you do improv on that stage, and the stage is in the corner, and it projects out, but we'll get, we'll, we'll get into that in the conversation. But, you know what, you know who, uh, you know who's gonna be at the Grape Room? Oh. My friends in the band Pilot on the Ground. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah the, people that were, the people that we're about to talk to. Yeah. Everybody follow them at uh, on, on Instagram at Pilot on the Gram. Cool. That's a joke. Well, uh, it's, not, it's not a joke. That's their actual handle, but it's a funny handle. Neat. Um, Pilot on the Gram. Pilot on the Gram. That's what they are on Instagram. Right. And they're on Facebook as Pilot on, on the Ground. Um, no, they're on Facebook at Pilot on the Facebook. <laughs> Pilot on the book. Pilot on the book. Pilot on the book, and they're right. on Twitter at uh, Pilot on the Tweet. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah. Well, but without further ado... Uh, yeah, no, no sense uh, no giving sense? us... A, a, no sense in uh, having more ado here. No sense droning on. Um, uh, yeah, here they are. Not. Here they are. Here's our conversation with, uh, and remember to catch them, um, Friday, April 19th at, at the Grape Room in Maniunk. But, uh, here's our conversation with the band Pilot on the Ground. So, uh, we could start off by saying, we could start off by saying who's here. I mean, everybody already knows Charlie and Joel are here, but. Yeah. So, who are you guys? Uh, hey, I'm, I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. And uh, we are in Pilot on the Ground. Uh, it's a new band of ours that we're, we've been kind of working on for a while. We're uh, pulling a live band together, doing some shows, recording some music, and uh, we're going to be releasing some of that soon, too. Now, I know Kyle from college. We went to Penn State. Mm-hmm. We both did kind of engineering. Yep, yep. And you are your... Yeah. So Tim and I, gra- <laughs> Tim and I graduated from, we are. from 2013. Although Tim has yeah, decided to go back over and over again. Oh, he has. Yeah. So Tim, you 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 were there too. I was. Yeah. Oh great. Yep. What did you study? Uh, I studied uh, geology, actually. Oh, cool. Which is a little bit out of the ordinary, but yeah, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. No, they have the great earth and mineral sciences. Yes. Yep. Cool. They do. So. And I can relate because I took a geology class. Nice. <laughs> It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. That's pretty much the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I, I have like some, I missed I a couple questions. All right. Yeah. Let's. Uh, we already covered who the band members are, so that's kind of good. Well, we got uh, a lot of our old uh, bandmates from college that are going to be joining us for the live band. Oh, good. Um, that's good. There's a live show at the Grape Room on the 19th of April. Right? Yep. Yep. Friday, April 19th. Playing at the Grape Room great with a few room. other bands. Yeah. Out in Maniunk. You're all stopping grounds, Riley. Yeah, I can find this back to me. The, uh, 
uh, Grape Room is where I once did uh, a little improv on a Tuesday night. Improv- it's called Improv at the Grape Room, I, I guess. I remember. <laughs> yeah, they do a I lot tried. of work in local tried. arts, for sure. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, so we got a full band, so it's gonna be I'm gonna be uh, you know, singing and playing guitar, Tim's gonna be playing bass and singing as well. Um yep. our friend Chaz is on lead guitar, um we got a guy Matt on the drums, and then we have a trombone and sax who are Tim and Nick. And uh so we'll, we'll have a full band with a little bit of a horn section and you know, trying a few different things out and really bringing this music to life. That sounds really Excited. cool. How long how long have you been working on this? Um on and off for yeah, years. Like I would I would like write a little bit or record. Like this started when I lived in Georgia and I was like it, it moved far from home and I was just kind of like looking for something to do, so I started just buying some like home recording stuff and like recording just some guitar riffs I'd been writing. Yeah. And then Tim and our friend Chaz was like playing it for them one time and they were like, This is good, like you should do something with it. So every now and then I'd like take a stab and like try to like write a couple of lyrics or something here and there and like Tim and I put one song together a few years ago and released it under the pilot on the ground name. Yeah. And then um recently like Tim was like, We should just put a band together and just get this really like going, you know, because we kind of would do a little bit and then put it on the shelf and you know, again and again. Cool. But you know we've we got a lot of songs so far. We got a lot more that are in the works. We should have enough for a full album recorded and released by the end of the year. Like like twelve songs. Uh yeah, at least. Good. And um, you know, and so we have enough at least written for a live set. We'll throw a couple of covers in, and uh, yeah, we're really uh, getting this thing off the ground, as it were. <laughs> nice. That's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened to us. So I like, oh, we talk a lot. Yeah, we, just we were, record this. And I go to, I go to a lot of concerts, as you know. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you post there. about it. We were both at the Andrew McMahon show. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah, such a good so, show. Yeah. I was reading you guys' blog. Y'all saw Come From Away recently. We saw Come From Away. What was that? That was amazing. Charlie, awesome. what did you think of it? Oh my god, they were stomping and singing and dancing on tables. <laughs> so. Uh, we, 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 we talked about it on a couple episodes ago, but it, it's the story of 9-11 when all the planes got diverted and mm-hmm. a bunch went to Newfoundland. Um, I, I literally think about it every day because I see I see the advertising for it. Yeah. And then like go bed so Yeah. It's just, it's fun. Welcome to the rock. No, Welcome to the rock. It was so good. It it's was so fun. It was, it was a great There's movie. There's a banana. I want to see Yeah, I hear good things. Yeah. Um. So, what? What's your what? What kind of music is it? What's the style? It's um. I mean, Charlie, you listen to it, but it's definitely rooted in alt rock. Like I would say, the bass, like the bass layer, is definitely alt rock. That's my favorite kind. And um, which is kind of broad. So if you're trying to narrow it down, like there's some elements of like ambient post-rock and a little bit you know of some mild like progressive punk a little bit so it's it's a little eclectic but it definitely fits in that alt-rock umbrella for sure is that where your influences come from uh as as like a singer and songwriter for sure you know i mean depending on what instrument i pick up i'd probably describe my influences differently but you know when i'm singing and playing guitar i would definitely say like young the giant's a huge influence for me uh, Circus Survive. I've been getting really into Manchester Orchestra and American football lately, yeah. and those have all really influenced my style a lot. Um, cool. And then Tim and I have been trying to 
work on you know how we can collaborate over the distance like we're using different like file sharing services so yeah. we can record in like logic for example yeah. and then like i'll record something send it to him he'll like record a bass track send it back to me right um and then different ways that we can sort of add layers to each other's songs. It's pretty amazing you don't have to be in the same spot now. It's crazy. Technology's advanced that way. You can still be a, a, a complete band and you're not in the same room with each other. Yeah, Joe, I mean, we're almost never in the same room when we record these podcasts. So. I mean, we've done a couple in the same room, but... Did you have a question, Charlie? What? Did I you? did. Um, I was going to say, um, uh, do you all come from these different like all indie, ambient, soft rock, post rock backgrounds, and then that's how it has so many different types of music, or is it definitely not? I mean, Tim. I mean, Tim can kind of describe his his influences. Um, yeah, what are your? Yeah, you know, I'm. Um, personally, I come from. I guess my influences are are kind of in the. Um, more in the, the pop punk camp. Oh, cool. um, so I do, I, I play with a, a cover band that does a lot of that type of music. Um, What's the name of that cover band? Uh, the Brass Cadillacs. Oh, nice. we're, we're based up here at uh, State College. Oh, nice. But I do, I guess I, I, I do a lot of different stuff. I mean, I don't, um, I kind of, being a bass player, I kind of just play whatever, you know, whatever the songwriter for the band has come up with um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the, right. kind of the what way was the band's the name? Player works. Brass Cadillac Black Cadillac? Brass Cadillac uh, Brass Cadillacs yeah, Brass yeah. Cadillac. they played the first and Cafe a good bit right? well if they played a Cafe yeah. I've definitely heard of them yeah and then Tim and I were in a ska band back when we were in college what was that called? Uh, it was called the Wonder Shop Showdown oh. It was, I remember that. It was yeah, funny. Yeah, so yeah, Tim yeah. and I met when we were volunteering for Moving On together when we were freshmen. I love Moving On. Oh, so much fun. Yeah, Tim and I got very involved in that. MGMT came into Moving On, and that was one of the best musical experiences I've ever seen. It was it was great. We loved working for half them. The, half the crowd was on acid, but it's fine. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Half the crowd was on MGMT. Right. Yeah. But like, I was in a ska band in college, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Or I was in a ska band in high school, rather. I was like, I'm not doing that in yeah. college. And yeah. then Tim and I met when Les and Jake played it moving on. Oh, right. He's Less like, dude, Jake. we got to start a ska band. I was like, well, guess I'm doing this again. That's cool. So, I mean, I definitely have some origins in pop punk as well. And, you know, Tim and I definitely share a good amount of musical tastes. But I don't know. I wouldn't say maybe my background is like post rock or ambient. That's something I've definitely grown into, yeah. you know, over the years of being into like punk and progressive punk and yeah. you know different kinds of alt rock has sort of led me to that. So yeah. it's definitely a new approach to writing music for both of us for sure. Where do the uh, where do you where do you draw your like thoughts from to write the songs? Is it just regular day daily life, or is it? Um, inspiration twice whenever and yeah a lot of for I mean you know Tim's got a couple songs he's been writing as well but for the stuff I've been you know writing lyrically at least a lot of it does come from like my own experiences and observations like this album that we're working on now a lot of the stuff that I've written for this comes from actually my time in Georgia when I had just graduated college and I moved from Georgia and then up to New England and into Boston and back here and so a lot of it is really about that sort of transience of life, especially for us as, as young adults yeah. in our 20s, and just sort of 
you know, obviously coming from my own experience of what that was like for me and, and hopefully in some way relatable for other people that go through similar levels of transience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so far, you know, the, the working title track that we have for this is, uh, is Those Who Wander, and, you know, it's yeah. obviously based on the Tolkien poem, and right. it seems very symbolic of, you know, that, that sort of transience you experience in your 20s and still, like, yeah. embracing that yeah. even though you're not where you want to be or where you think you should be, that you still are somewhere that's worthwhile. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what a lot yeah. of this is about for me. I feel that every day. I'm yeah. here. Yeah, we, we, we both relate to that because when we, when, we, when we both graduated college, we didn't exactly know what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had our degrees and stuff. So, we were still, we didn't have jobs coming out, so we were just applying and applying and applying and we were, Ready to go wherever. Just lucked out that I stayed around Philly where I, I've always lived, but then Charlie moved to New York. Well, I mean, because I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to come up here and be a comedian. Right. <laughs> right. I knew what I wanted to do. And Just conveni- conveniently, you, got, you, you also got a day job there. <laughs> That's, That's nice. the only place that would hire me. Yeah. Right, and then you applied yeah. to a place in New York, and then... We, but we both got jobs at the same time, like a year after graduation. Cool, cool. So, Two months apart. Yeah. Nice. Well, I started, but we, we like interviewed at the same time, kind of. Well, I guess we did get them, and then mine didn't start for four months. Right, and then mine didn't start for three months, so I finally tracked them down. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's just long. It's like, yeah. the block. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, what... Um, I think. What's your favorite song to play? Your whole collection. Uh, the stuff right we've now. written. Yeah. Let's see. Um. Well, in our last band, and I'm sure Tim will agree with this, kind of a band favorite for us to play was this one song uh, we'd written called "Miles Ahead." Right. Um. And. Uh, but I mean, there we we lost a lot of the different ones in that band in kind of their own ways. But as far as this this band. The one I'm probably going to be looking forward to playing most is uh, Lines in the Sand. It's a song. It was one of the first songs out of this collection that I'd written yeah. when I was living in Georgia. Yeah. And um, and that one it is kind of like the beginning of embracing change and like and sort of taking that leap of faith into the transience. And so that's going to be like the very early part of the album and sort of setting that sort of tone. But there's actually, Tim's, Tim can maybe talk about this song a little bit more, but he, he's written a song that he and I are trying to flush out a little bit called Classic Year, and um, he, he's going to be singing lead on that, so I'm kind of looking forward to, to having a different role. But uh, Tim, do you have any, like, um, I guess, insight into what you would want to share about that song? Um, sure, I guess uh, that song, for me, I wrote that number of years ago now uh, and I guess it was sort of the same it came from kind of the same place that a lot of Kyle's writing did um, in that it was after I had graduated and I was living at home um, I was living at home at the time and I wasn't really sure um, what I was doing at that point um, I, I had a job but it wasn't really what I had envisioned myself doing and what I had gone to school to do. Um, so just kind of trying to come to terms with that, um, and figure out what the next step was. And so, 
it's just about, um, I guess for me, that one's kind of about keeping your, um, keeping perspective and keeping uh, your head up despite the fact that things might not be panning out exactly the way you thought they would. Right. Um, that's kind of where that one came from. And I am looking forward, to, I'm really looking forward to playing that one um, with the band because it's something that I've been kind of, I've been messing around with on independently with my acoustic for the last couple of years. Uh, so the idea of finally getting to take that to a full band um, and, and play that as a group is kind of exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that come to life a little bit. That's good. Yeah, it's got to be fun, like, having something that you're looking forward to playing. Um, and then you can take it to the band and get them excited about it, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like sometimes yeah. sometimes these bands have to play a song all the time and get tired of it, but if you really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when, like, you know, it starts out with just, like, one small idea from one person, but then, like, everyone in the band sort of brings their yeah. own thing to it. You can all get their hands um, Like, this has been different in the sense that, like, Tim and I are kind of doing a lot of this. Like, I'll do something on my own, he'll do something on his own, and we'll, like, go back and forth. So we're really looking forward to the live band kind of hopefully changing how we write a little bit, because that's how we were in college, is, like, I'd start off with like some chords and some lyrics and the band would flush it out. And you know, the one song from Wonder Shop that I was mentioning earlier, Miles Ahead, I think the reason that was a favorite for a lot of us is because it was probably our most collaborative piece. Yeah. Is that like one day I was just like, you know, and like I felt really inspired in what I was writing. And there was just chords and lyrics and a few ideas on what the rest of the band would do. And then, like, our lead guitar player's like, oh, I wrote all these great lead guitar parts for, like, that song you sent us. And, yeah. you know, and then we started flushing it out. And, like, Tim started working with the horns on all these different other parts of the bridge for them to play. And it really just got so fleshed out so organically and in such an inspired way. And everyone just, like, really found their own place in a way that they really loved within that song. And I think that is what made that one kind of special in its own way. Wow. So then, Tim, you'll come down on the nineteenth. Yeah, that's the plan. So I'm, I'm based, you know, I'm, I'm up here full time at State College, yeah. but I will come down. We have a couple rehearsals planned um, over the next couple weeks, oh, cool. um, and then I will come down. Um, I'll come down for the gig on the nineteenth. That's it's a great room. It's somewhere that I've played quite a bit. Yeah. Um, with different projects through the years, I actually have a band based in Philly. Um, called Los Festingos, and we've played at the Grape Room a number of times. Um, so it's always exciting to kind of take a new project there. Um, kind of like having your your baby take its first steps in a way. Yeah, um, so I like, and I like the Grape Room too. It's a it's a really it's cool, a great, really it's really a great cool room. little venue. Yeah, and I don't think improv works there. That's just my <laughs> No, yeah, they try to throw, they try to put improv where I've been. Yeah. Like, it's been I great. did it in a coffee shop the other day. And like, yeah. That's not. <laughs> I've seen it work well with the local music scene, though. You know, it's, it's a nice, it's like, little stage. Yeah, it's got this nice little yeah. stage, and it's they're totally always bringing in new acts. And you play from the corner out to the whole wall. Out to the whole room, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And, like, it's great because there's always new acts coming in and, like, there's just a wide variety of, like, bands that have been around for a while that are just looking for, like, you know, a fun, laid-back gig and then bands that are, like, just trying to 
find somewhere to fit in, like starting out, like like we're going going to be. Even though both of us have played at this venue yeah. with a number of different bands over the years at various levels, like it's nice that it, it just is a very welcoming place for for a group at, at any level. So it's it's great for us to be starting there and to really be getting like our feet wet with the live band yeah. there, which is what I'm really looking forward to. I just yeah. like how Manny on such a hop in it. Yeah, like it's a, a great area for people our age, too. Yeah. And um, so our horn section is nearby. Uh, Tim and Nick both live in, like, roughly the, you know, Manny on Groxborough, Chestnut Hill yeah. area. Yeah, we're from Roxborough. Yeah, we were, we, were, we were born in Roxborough. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. We are drummers up near near Tim, up in State College area, and then our guitar player is coming up from D.C. So we're a little bit scattered. So it'll be, it's nice because it'll be, like, not like overburdening like we have to rehearse every week yeah. we have to do this. like we've been playing together all of us have been playing together for years right. and it'll be just something fun for us to do every now and then like when we get a time to all meet up in one city and play a show a few times a year and yeah you know just have something fun with that and a good way to, to bring the songs to life on the stage that's really cool how many live shows have you guys done together so far we lost track in our last band <laughs> A while ago. What are you performing like yeah. monthly, weekly? Um, I would say our senior year we were getting to like a couple times a month, probably two or three times a yeah. month at least. Yeah. Uh, I think at the end of our senior year we had four shows in twenty four hours. Was our uh, <laughs> that was that was definitely our peak of putting too much at once. But it was it was a fun time. <laughs> did you ever play like uh, moving? Did you ever play moving on? We played moving on our junior and senior year. We did Thon our senior year, which was wow. awesome. Uh, Tim's band, the Brass Cadillacs, have done that the past few years. You did, you did Thon, and so your senior year would have been 2013. Yeah, and so Tim's done that with his band for a few years now. We got to do a lot of cool shows, which was fun. And even after we graduated, you know, everyone would try to like get together yeah. for a show like every so often. So you've done it with Brass yeah. Cadillac, right? Yes, yep. Cool. Yeah, so we play... Uh, We've played Don the past three years, um, and that band actually plays uh, twice a week currently up here at State College. Yeah. We have a pretty busy schedule, so I'm actually really cool. looking forward to this project in part because it is going to be a little more, uh, oh, cool. a little more laid back. Um, so, give me a chance to uh, to do something that's not quite as hectic um and maybe in that way i get to spend a little bit more time with each individual song yeah um just nice and you know it's original music which is also a, a good change um a lot of a lot of times playing the same cover songs can get get a little um stale after a while so they, they can yeah they, they, they can yeah. definitely get stale like i see a lot of cover bands what charlie for those who don't know, uh, what's Thon? Ah, so it's the Penn State IFC uh, Penn Hall Dance Marathon. So I, I danced in Thon in 2014. Oh, cool. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's raising money for... Uh, uh, to, yeah. to fight pediatric, pediatric cancer. Yeah, so it funds a lot of research uh, through the Four Diamonds Fund. A lot of 96 cents out of every dollar goes to research. Yeah. And, um, Generally, they bring in anywhere from ten to thirteen million dollars a year. Wow! For the fight, wow. and then for the um, research and stuff, and they help all the families. So you know, these families go in; their child gets diagnosed with cancer, 
and then the, pa- the parents and the family, they, they never see a bill. Wow. So it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. And they get to be really involved with like the community at Thon and the dancers yeah. and all of that. So and all nice. the families and the kids who are able to can come to Thon and, mm-hmm. and experience it all. It's a big party for them. Completely student run. Um, the, have, the, have the kids ever come up to you and said, I like your music? Have they? I have not. No, I, I, I didn't get the, the pleasure of getting to meet the kids when we were there in 2013. Um, I was working that one. I was doing operations. Oh, nice, nice. I was working that one. Sim, you worked for Thon at one point, right? Uh, I did, yeah. I, I did... Well, I did Thon a couple years. Um, I did... Uh, what was it? I did... Um, I did OPP one year. I did finance one year. Um, so I did a number of different things. Yeah, my, uh, my sophomore and junior year were OPP. Okay. So then freshman year, I was just part of a community service club. And we, I just, yep. I just built okay. an audience and stuff like that. I went down to the floor and visited people. Cool. And then senior, oh, that's cool. senior year, I, I decided I wanted to dance. So I did it for Aki. Oh, nice. That's awesome. That's the uh, American Institute of Engineers. Yep. It's kind of cool because it's like it's it's basically like one big concert that doesn't end. Yeah, it's a forty-six yeah. hour concert basically. Whether they're playing you know recorded songs or not, they have they've been like recently, like this past years, they had a lot of bands. So it's fun in that way, in that like it's great exposure. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun to just kind of you know get you know just to play music for that many people and to be a part of something so big. I remember when we did this, uh, you know, back as Wonder Shop Showdown, we made a whole list of covers because, you know, we're playing Thon, you know, we're there for them, it's not really about yeah. us, and we're, we're going through all, like, the family-friendly covers that we have, yeah. and we're, like, halfway through, and Tim and I look at each other, and we're like, we're not going to fill the whole hour, like, we're out of all the covers that we can do, we're going to have to do, like, one original, <laughs> and so we all, like, and so we tried to communicate that to the band like really quickly between two songs, and we all just like knew what originally we were gonna play. What was that one? Um, it was called One. It was more poppier than than the yeah. rest of the album, and so it was like it was fitting for that. Like we want to give people some energy and like have some fun. It was a little bit of a pop punk yeah, kind of the, vibe. The the pop will fit well in that venue. Yeah, exactly. And so we all looked at each other. A drummer counted us in, and we just went with it. And it was it was fun. Like I think the the feedback we got was. More so even from the dancers who, like, at that point, it was, like, Saturday afternoon. They've been there for, like, almost 24 hours. They're starting to get a little worn down. And they're like, oh, that music was just the right, like, energy to, like, keep me going, you know. Because it's, like, right before the pep rally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, given that that energy to get to the pep rally that night. I I remember I felt a low Friday night. Like, it had started on Friday night. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the night, I felt this low. And I was kind of, like... A little upset, and then everything else I was completely fine. Yeah, it went past. I don't know, but I know that you, you need you need that middle of the road jump and to stay with it. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. It's great that you guys are able. And you know, it's it's usually at capacity. The, the Bright Jordan Center. It was at capacity when we were there. It's on almost Saturday always. Afternoon. So you're great. talking about performing in front of like sixteen thousand people. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It was nuts. It's not insignificant. That no. sounds really cool. I don't know if I try. Could you get on the stage in front of sixteen thousand people? Um, I mean, 
Maybe. If you're depends right. on who, if, if, you know, out there alone, maybe yeah. not. I'm not the best alone in front of the crowd, but, uh. But if you're doing group, the improv? Yeah. With a group? Yeah, but improv in that big of an area would never work. Eventually, when we do these podcasts live in theaters, we'll be in front of 16,000 people. <laughs> you and I? Yeah. No, we podcasts don't draw that big. We're not doing, we're not doing an, an arena tour? <laughs> no, well, is, I've never heard of it, but we could be the first. This is news to me. Yeah, I don't I don't think I could have gotten on that stage without Tim and everyone else. Like, I could not have gotten up there you, with myself. Do you generally find it's, it's, it's tough to get on stage by yourself? Yeah, then, like, honestly, play, like, I've played with, like, Tim's band, The Brass Cadillac. Yeah. We've been in other bands together over the years. I was in this band, Vanderlyle, last year. Oh, and, man. like, getting on the stage with your friends, you know, and especially a band as big as Wondershop was, was, like, ten people big. Yeah. Pilot on the Ground is going to be six when we play live. Yeah. And when you have, you know, that good group of friends, it's so easy to get on stage. Yeah. Even even if it's in front of 40, 50, 100, 150 people, yeah. like, I have a harder time going to an open mic and getting up there by myself in front of 20 people. Yeah. yeah. I've, always had, I've always had stage fright, I guess. But I'm getting over it. It comes with practice. Yeah. But ha- you become more outgoing, so mm-hmm. as you become more outgoing, you kind of get over it. Yeah. And having your friends there behind you is, is always... That makes it so much easier. It really does. Do you find that, Tim? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I actually, um, I was at an open mic, uh, last week, and, uh, I found the same thing to be true. I just, um, the, it's so nerve-wracking, you know, being up there by yourself, even though I'm, I'm playing twice a week, um, I'm on stage all the time, it doesn't feel like anything when I'm up there with a group, when I'm doing it alone, it's, uh. It's just so much more nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 at the end of college, I went to open like but to do comedy and not music, and uh, that's scary. That was scary to me. Do they have? Do they generally have different like an open mic and people go up and just do music? They have like an open mic for music and yeah, a separate open usually, mic for comedy. Usually, there's a music one and a comedy one. Okay. Cool. I mean, I think I've seen. There's a bunch of them, but I think I've seen, like, both people, like, different people go up and do music and comedy on the same night. I have seen some that will do both. When I lived down in Athens, Georgia, there was a little coffee bar that... How how is Athens? Such a great music town. It really is. Like, I mean, R.E.M., B-52s, Widespread Panic, like, all these great bands come from there. Of Montreal is from there. And, like, it's just such a thriving music town. I got to play in a couple different bands while I was down there. And it's so cool playing at like legendary venues like the Forty Watt. I got to play at Terrapin Brewery while I was down there. It is it is a wild ride to live there. I cool. absolutely loved it. Did you find did you did you like New England too? Yeah, Boston was great. So I lived in South Boston for yeah. a little bit. Um, not nearly as long as I lived in Athens. I lived in a- Athens for a few years. I lived in Boston for like half a year. Mm. But uh, both were great. I wish I could have stayed in Boston longer, but it, I'm definitely glad to be back in the Philly area. It was, it was work that brought you to Boston? Yeah. Yeah, I was in a recent grad program as an engineer, and they kind of moved me around a little yeah. bit. And then I had an opportunity to come back here. And I, think I, rem- I, I always remember that, because Charlie, you were there You were there too, but we we were working with King of Prussia. Oh yeah, I ran into you guys, I was up here on business. And you were, you were in the area on business, and we ran into you in Chipotle. Oh yeah, I was at Chipotle, yeah. So I was working in Athens, but I was on a international, or, or sorry, a national group project. So like, 
All of Saint Germain. Oh, so I have met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, yeah I, we I didn't we realize, met at Chipotle. I didn't realize if, and I forgot to mention it. I'm sorry, but you've actually you've actually met Kyle. He was the guy we ran to at Chipotle. Yeah, so I was. We met him when we were in Yeah. So I was working for Saint Germain down in Athens, Georgia. It was on this nationwide group project. So they would all fly us into headquarters at Valley Forge, yeah. like you know, every other month or something to work more on. I definitely projects. remember you went to work with him, Gervain. Yeah, and so we just went out to lunch the one day when we were up there working on our group project, and that was when I ran into you guys, because we'd stay at the uh, Doubletree in King of Prussia, right. since it's like five minutes from their old headquarters in Valley Forge. With Johnny, that was our that was our favorite five months of our life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We, oh, were, working, yeah. we were working a job with our I uncle. do it again. What'd you say? Can I do it again? Can we go back? Uh, I don't know if the positions. We were working a job with our uncle as um, IT, mm-hmm. part, part of an IT team. So yeah. our, our uncle works for Teva Pharmaceuticals. Oh, cool! And so we were we were doing an, an IT job where we were subcontracted to like th- through Yo, mm-hmm. the staffing place in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, but we were working for Accenture. Okay. Yeah, I know Accenture. Accenture. They take a lot of engineers for sure. Yeah, it was an Accenture-based project then. The team was the guy leading the team was great. The guy leading him, the project lead was great, and our uncle was is the head of IT. Mm-hmm. So he was he was uh, working with the team as they, they were transferring out computers. Mm-hmm. So they were taking all their old computers, giving them new computers. They had a bunch of computers on lease. They were taking them back. We were migrating everybody's data up into the cloud and pulling the data back down. And then it ended up being that the team doing that was falling apart. And the guy said to my uncle, hey, do you have two people who can do it? And my uncle said, yeah, I think my nephews are looking for work. Cool. So we joined right in and we worked in Fraser, right near... Oh, he, said, he, said, he said, well, if, if you keep an open mind, I have these nephews. They don't know anything about this, but they're hard workers and they'll do anything you tell them. Right. <laughs> and the guy said, great. And then we ended up traveling to Tevis different locations. We went mm. all over the U.S. for three months. We, we did nothing but travel. That's nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We got to see some good music that way, right, Charlie? We I, I saw some good music that you went to Ultra Music Festival. Yeah, but we Ooh. also went to we saw we went to a dueling pianos bar. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you, do you guys like dueling pianos? I'm not familiar with it. It sounds exciting. It's, it's uh, somebody sits behind the piano. The piano bar. Somebody sits behind another piano and they they play songs to each other. Okay. And it's kind of like a back and forth feel, and nice. so they play great covers. Cool. It's in Salt Lake City. That's fine. It's all covers. But I do, I do yeah. want to get down south sometime and see. It's, there's some good music Athens. down there. Athens and Asheville, yeah. Nashville. There's a lot of good. Stuff I want to get to Nashville and I want to get to Memphis. Mm. Those are on my bucket list. All well, this town there, yeah. And New Orleans too. Oh, I, went to, I actually road tripped out to New Orleans when I was living in Athens. Yeah. Like great for that like Dixie jazz and soul kind of vibe. Yeah. Ugh. Loved it. Such a great music town there, for sure. Yeah, that's on my bucket list, too. I always say that I want to do it for Mardi Gras, but... I would say I would say oh, pick yeah, a different yeah, weekend. Yeah. Like, yeah. jazz festival, or even an off weekend. Like, I went there when there was nothing going on. Yeah. It was still great. There's still bands at every corner. It was phenomenal. And you can still do the things you would do on Mardi Gras, but it's not Mardi Gras. Exactly, yeah. It's like a little you can still walk around with it's your still food and drink. It's still pretty hectic yeah. on the border of being overwhelmed. I would imagine. And I imagine it's hot in the summer. Yeah. Tim, you went to New Orleans once, right? I did, yeah. Did you like it? I did. Yeah, I really liked it. I went there, uh, well, let me see. 
I guess that was just last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there, and uh, I did. I really liked it. It is a uh, it is a party town for sure. The, um, the company that just, I work for now almost had a, a conference in New Orleans, but the conference got canceled, so I didn't mm-hmm. get to go. Uh, yeah, saying? it's really it's it's just there's music happening all the time. That um, sounds so which exciting. Is very cool. That sounds really exciting because I would love to just be able to walk down a street where all you hear is music. You can pop into any bar and there's live music. Every street corner's got a band playing. It's amazing. I hear I hear I hear Dublin is that right? Dublin mm. Island, where you oh, walk in. Every bar every night has a live band. That's so great. Yeah, I mention it because it's it's a, a right around. Uh, St. Patrick's Day when we're recording this. Mm. So, I've been thinking about that lately. Yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Everybody was wearing green and drinking last night. Yeah. Wearing black and blue. <laughs> I know. Um, what else you guys got for us? Charlie, you got any questions for him? Yeah. Um, do you guys, I know you played a lot of popular music. Do you guys play um, Mostly original stuff when you're not good at Uh, for me, I definitely do. You know, I try to write on my own when I get the chance, and this band is, it, you know, essentially going to be an original band, and we're just going to throw in some covers for fun here and there when we can. And a lot of bands do covers. Yeah, and like even that, like I try to get a little creative. You know, I hear like a like a pop or you know rock song, and I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to like try to get the horns to like take this guitar melody or this synth melody or like try it in a different way or with a different style, you know, and, and really kind of make it something new, even though it's something so familiar, you know, it's, it's fun to get to do that. So even with the covers, I try to try to exercise a little creativity. I know that you go to a lot of the Radio 104.5 shows. Mm, yeah. They, they bring in a lot of good acts. They, really. they really do. And they're probably right up your alley if you're alternative. Yeah, definitely like a similar style to some of the stuff that I write. Do you ever link up with Radio 145? Have you ever done anything with them? The last band I was in, Vanderlyle, we were in the running for... Um, Opening they, up. Yeah, they tried to get a local opener for their birthday show. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it, but you know, as young as a band as that was at the time, like it was, it, it felt cool to even like be in the consideration. Like, we played a show at Ortlieb's the night before. Yeah. And then, uh, like, with, like, some bands that, like, our friends were in. Right. So we played at Ortlieb's, we had a little after party, and then we all wake up the next day and our bass player's like, um, so we're in this contest to be a local opener at 104.5's birthday show. We, like, messages the group, and we're all, like, we've all, like, crashed at couches with our friends that were in the city or something. And, um, and we, like, we didn't even know. So it was kind of cool to have, like, been... No, we did, like we didn't even like it was three days into this contest and we had no idea. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't know how that worked. I don't. I don't, I don't know. They must have like heard of us somehow and like thrown us in the running. That's really cool. It was yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool to have been like noticed and like you know taken seriously in that way. Um, Do you ever get to go to the one hundred four five stuff, Tim? Um, I have been to like their. Um, I've been to their birthday party celebrations a couple yeah. times. Yeah, I have one. Uh, yeah. And I've always really enjoyed it. I always, I'm super impressed with the lineup they have for those. Um, I haven't been to one in a while just because it's a bit of a haul from yeah. up here. But do you everyone in, I've been to has do been, you uh, listen to has the, been awesome. 
you have you have your in state college you have your own alternative radio stations you can listen to. We do, yeah. There's uh, the Freak now, which is just started up within the past couple of years, um, but they're doing good stuff. I really I enjoy listening to them. I always remember ninety four five the bus. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a memory. But uh, that's cool. Cause um, but you can listen to them Radio One Hundred Four Five if you wanted to via like iHeartRadio or whatever. That's all I would yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's really it's cool. Do you guys have any um interest in taking and traveling the band? I don't think that's really on the plan necessarily. Yeah. No, no. You know, because I mean, like all of us have like different careers that we're right. pursuing right now. You know, like, I'm a chemical engineer, our sax player is aerospace, our trombone player is IT. Tim, you're, you're getting your PhD these days, right? Uh, I'm working on it, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, it won't be anytime soon. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> we're, all, we're all in pursuit of different things, so I don't think that's really, like, a desire any of us are pushing for. Yeah. But we're just going to take this band one step at a time. Yeah. And see, see where it goes, see how well it's received, and see, you know... What sort of is out there for us to fill? You know what, yeah. what the demand is for for that kind of music and and you know what we bring to the table. I just think it's cool that you can all be in different places and still be together as one unit. Yeah, I I don't think we could do this if we weren't already so familiar with each other. Yeah, like we were in college together for like all three or four years. Um, our guitar player was like a year ahead of us. So like yeah. three years, we were all there together at least. So at least three, two years ahead of me. Yeah. yeah, and um, and it was it was great, yeah. you know. And we built a really great rapport and a lot of comfort. We've subbed in on each other's bands here and there. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't think we could do this with like a bunch of new people. Yeah. Just like hey, let's meet up. Like I've sent all, I've sent all these guys the music, their sheet music, guitar tabs, everything they need to like learn all the originals yeah. and like get everyone on the same page with some of the covers. And like we've known these guys for so long, I know what they can do. I'm writing to like what I know their capabilities are. Yeah. And we're gonna like get some long rehearsals together to just like meet up, make most of the time together, and then come back for for the show on the nineteenth. Cool. So it's well, it's a great group of people to be playing with. For sure. What's your favorite song to cover? Ooh, and then I'll ask you, Tim. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say in college, the, yeah. my favorite song that we covered was probably "Alive with the Glory of Love" by Say Anything. Yeah, because um, it had like some fun backing vocal parts and some fun like lead guitar riffs that I arranged. We had this big like five or six piece horn section, and so I arranged it and harmonized it and like flushed it out for that horn section, and it gave the song this like whole new sense of energy and the way the rhythm section just portrayed the song to to really match the horn section more than to match the original recording. Yeah. Like, we really couldn't make it your own. Yeah, that was really fun. And then the band coming up, I'm actually really excited. You know, I mean, I guess we're going to inevitably give up some spoilers on this podcast here, but uh, we are planning on covering Take a Walk by Passion Pit. Oh, and, like, so that's got a big walk synth melody and, like, I'm gonna give that to the horns and like that really carry that melody that synth melody carries the song and like trying it with a big brassy horn section. I think are you going to see Passion Pit when they when they come here or do they already already happen? I actually 
did not keep track of that and I should have. But if they're coming, I might go see them live. Yeah. But I am excited to do that because that was something I thought of on a whim. Like, oh, I'll just like throw this song in a mix and the covers because there's other covers we're doing. I'm like probably more typically passionate about. Yeah. Off, like, like you know, love this song for so long. It's been a lot to me. Can't wait to sing it. But with Passion Pit, I kind of just arranged it on a whim, and I'm like, wait, this is gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. What about you? Tom? I saw Passion Pit. Oh, you did? Charlie? Oh, did you? Subbed in with Tim's band, and it's a it's a fun one. I definitely enjoyed that one. I got to sub in with the Brass Cadillacs. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard I've definitely heard of Brass Cadillacs. Um, yeah, we've we've um we've been getting we've been getting a little bit bigger over the past couple of years, so we've we've got a little bit of little bit of name recognition now. So it wouldn't surprise me if you if you come across the name at least. Yeah. Especially if you've been back to like visit Penn State, yeah, you go to the first or cafe, yeah. you might. I'm sure you've probably seen yeah. them play once or twice, maybe. We have a lot of uh, My Hero Zero and Girl Gadget talk on this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Just because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan, so. <laughs> Classic Penn State <laughs> cover bands, for sure. Yeah. Um, but then, like, Thon this year had Lojack. Mm, I've seen them. Which are, are good. Yeah, I saw them at um, Bar Blue, I think, a couple is, of times. Is Lenina Crown doing stuff still? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep, they're still around. Yeah, yeah. we actually yep. got to catch up with some of those guys that are. So we have a sax player in common, and yeah. so we were all at his wedding. So we got to catch up with them. Oh, which cool. Was pretty cool. Yeah, they're they're working on some originals and getting some recordings out. You know, and yeah, I like it, it sounds too. good. I'm excited. I like them too. I've seen some of the stuff that they're working on. I'm I'm excited to see what they put out. My uh, my hero zero is doing a theater show there next week. They're doing the state yeah, theater. They have, um, oh, they the state theater. Show. Yeah, well, we got so, to play that when we were seniors in college. That yeah. was a good time. So, like, Jason's trying to go out on his own. Mm. And so he, like, he does, like, an acoustic... They're at Chance now. Yeah. He does an acoustic set before, and then they go into the My Hero Zero stuff. Mm-hmm. So he does, like, a happy hour acoustic thing. And um, he's trying to... I think they're trying... And so they're writing, like, original music. The show is Go-Go Gadget, too. They're yeah. All, they're all doing that. So I, I, I love that all these bands that kind of started out as cover bands are actually... Making their own songs now. 
Yeah, I mean, especially when you're in a, a scene like State College, it's almost kind of a necessity. Like, it's a pretty good music place. It's it's good for, for cover bands, for sure. Yeah. And, like, for us, when, when Wondershop showed up starting out, we just did original music and threw in a couple of covers. We'd play some house shows or some, like, student-run, you know, functions or whatever. And then after, like, a year or two, we're trying to get into the bar scene. And yeah. we just sort of tried to learn as many covers as we could to start playing these bar shows. I mean, it's really the only way to get a foot in the how door. Do, how do you get into the bar scene? Do you, do you go to them and say, hey, I want, I want to play it's, in the bar? I mean, yeah. It's like you got to like either know the right people or go out and meet the right people. We got really lucky because we had some other musician friends that... Um, that were playing at bars, and then I had a musician buddy of mine who was talking to the owner of the Dark Horse. At the yeah, time. I'm fucking that close. Yeah, so it was kind of kind of a shame to hear that close. But back when we were an undergrad, they had had a ska band play there for years, like right before we went to college, like probably up until our freshman year, and they were looking for like a new ska band. And so my buddy just like mentioned to us, he's like, "Oh, I have a friend that's in a ska band." You know, I guess he just, like, happened to run into the owner of the Dark Horse that one night. And so he, he texted me. He was like, hey, it was good seeing you tonight. I, I saw the owner, and he said they're looking for a ska band. So I mentioned you guys. So, you know, he'll be in touch. And that sort of gave us a foot in the door and gave us a little clout in the community and, like, helped us, you know, play at the first and eventually cafe and yeah. some of these other bars. So there's no set formula i think and how you get to something like that you know it's just you have to go out and you have to talk to people and you have to just just try what you can to like meet the right people and hopefully one of those connections will eventually click and lead to something did you ever play at uh arts fest i don't think we did that's one thing we never did actually. yeah um, one of the few things we never actually did i know they have live music like right outside on mm-hmm. by the corner room on uh that street there yeah, we uh, we never did that. Uh, maybe it was because a lot of us were usually like away doing other yeah, things over the summer. Yeah. But the, as many of like classic Penn State things as we did when we were in underground, that was one of the things that we didn't. Hmm. Charlie, I never took you to the Dark Horse. No, I don't know if I ever made it there with you. No, it was. I don't remember half the place you took me. <laughs> no, it's right around the corner. It's around the it was around the corner from uh, the Shandy Gap. Ah, they don't have one. Yeah, that's not a lot of this place. Um, I do have a, a question. Yeah. Um, is there, with like comedy, I know that there's um, uh, like net, like social networks of people and they all talk and give advice. Does that exist in this community, in the band community? In music, absolutely. Um, I mean, when we went to Penn State, you know, I was I started going to open mics and like you would kind of run into some of the same the people. Same people. Yeah, and yeah. so one of them had this idea of like, hey, let's start like a student organ, like a, a club, you know, yeah. a student organization. And, you know, so it lets you get some funding to like organize some events and stuff. And the idea was just to help musicians network. It's how we even got in touch with some of the original members of Wonder Shop when we were back in college. And, um, and a lot of bands actually started from that club, from just like, you know, they bring the guitar or their, you know, bass or whatever, you know, they got going and they just meet other musicians and, you know, it's a good way to network and to meet people that have like similar goals of like, oh, I want to start a band and like play some bars or whatever, you know, so it's cool to see a lot of bands come out of that now that we're back in Philly. Actually, the same guy that started that club started this Facebook group uh, called Philadelphia DIY uh-huh. and it's like a good collaborative for, um, Musicians and artists within the Philadelphia community. So I see a lot of people that are like a lot of them. 
like even touring bands that are like looking for local Philly bands to like fill a venue or yeah. venues that are looking for musicians to fill a certain bill yeah, that's cool. um, or musicians that are, are booking a gig and trying to get other musicians on the bill with them or yeah. someone that's like trying to find musicians to start a band or there's all sorts of different uses that people use groups like that for. And I'm sure there's others within the Philadelphia music scene. For it's, a sure. big, it's a big music town. Yeah. There's a lot going on in the music scene here. I'm, I'm learning that. And there's a lot of ways that our generation especially is using technology to kind of make that happen and to, to get those different needs out there and to find the right people to fit, you know, those different goals as far as, you know, putting their art and yeah, music good. together. You have that where you I'm are, sorry? Do you talk to a bunch of other people in, in groups and stuff? For me, yeah, yeah. I do, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, every, you know, you get invited to, like, comedians helping comedians. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It's fun, yeah. Do you have any other questions? I mean, that was all that I had on my side. Typically what we do, um, we'll tack on one of your songs if you want at the end of the podcast. Would you want that or no? Um, maybe not. Wait till the show. I'll probably, depending on when you guys publish this, I'll probably have a song ready. Okay. So just keep me posted on as you're going through post production okay. on this, yeah. and let me know when you're getting ready to publish it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sh- I should have something ready okay. by then, depending on when you guys put this out. But yeah, yeah hopefully we we'll want to do. Uh, do we not want to do lines in the sand, Kyle? Um. Yeah. You know, I think I could. I'm, I'm gonna bring Nick in to record some sax. Uh, I guess we could do the old version, but I did want to polish up a new version. I mean, that one's a, little, okay. a few years old. You know, my voice has gotten better. I wrote some horn, horn parts for that that I want to really help flesh that out. But yeah, we'll probably go with that. Oh, cool. Um, either that or the title track, Those Who Wander, depending on what's ready first by the time you guys are getting ready to publish this. Cool. Well, I'm definitely What? What? I was going to say that I guess... Just thank them for being here. Thanks yeah. For, uh, Thanks for having us. And it's I'm, cool to kind of get to yeah, talk about our yeah. music and stuff. Yeah, and I'm definitely looking forward to the 19th at the Great Room. So are we. I'm very excited. Manny, on Pennsylvania. Yeah, so April 19th, Friday, Great Room, Manny, Are you guys on social media? Yes. So Pilot on the Ground on Facebook. Uh, we've started a YouTube channel. Uh, we are at Pilot on the Gram on Instagram. Pilot on the Gram. So that's our clever little handle there. I like that. So, so yeah, we're starting to put out, you know, stuff on social media. We just put out sort of like a relaunch video now that we're really fleshing out an album and putting a live band together. Yeah. Uh, so I took a little excerpt from one of our songs as kind of background. And uh, I just took some video from around town here just to kind of like give it a little like sound and video to, to put together to be like, hey, we're putting out new music. Here's our next show. That was what I saw you were working on the other night, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So that's out there on social media. We'll be posting really about cool. the events. We'll be releasing new music. Um, we are on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. I'm going to look into Spotify as well. So hopefully we'll be on all the all the typical you know social media platforms you'd expect for you know a young band starting out. Nice. So I encourage everyone. Yeah, want to go? Everyone go find them on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and all those. Yeah. Well, we we'll be starting to release new music next month, and then the album that's should exciting. be. Done late 2019. That's exciting. All right. Well, thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Tim. Um, y'all were a lot of fun.